Thank you for tuning in to the Metamorpho Podcast with Pastor Abraham Asidu. This podcast is brought to you by Life City Campus Church, University of Ghana. Join us every week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we bring you spirit-filled messages that will transform your life and make you whole. You can listen to the Metamorpho Podcast on Spotify Podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Audiomac, Google Podcast, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Now, the message from God's servant. Now, you are God's building. He is building you up. You are God's field. He is nurturing you to grow and to bear fruit. You are God's seed. He is planting you so you would germinate. Can you imagine? You went to plant some seeds and they never germinated. Hey. Do you think that's God's plan for you? No. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to 10. But you see, last semester, we talked about the parable of the sower, right? Now, listen, just to put that in before we read First Corinthians 3. The parable of the sower, he said, a sower went to sow. And the seed he went to sow is the word of God. Don't be deceived to think that, oh, pastor, some hearts were wayside hearts. So, that's a type of a believer. Some hearts were rocky ground. That's another type of a believer. Some hearts had thorns on them. That's another type. Some has to wear good ground. Everybody can be the type of believer he wants to be. We are all believers. No, 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 no. You deceive yourself. Okay, let me ask you. Do you remember that Jesus said, the seeds that fell on the wayside heart, or the wayside, birds came to eat. Okay, so that seed, did it grow? It found itself in a certain bear's digestive system. From digestive system, where are you going? Seaway system. So, where is that seed? It's gone. You see, my pastor, it's not everybody who can be the good heart. Even Jesus said there were four kinds of heart. No, it's one heart. And he wants you to know that if you do not get to the fourth heart state, you see, the building up is when we are watering you, we are pruning you, so you can bear fruit. If you don't get to the good heart state, where you can bear fruit, we may not find your matter again. Of course, you agree. Waste high heart. We never hear of it again, right? It didn't even germinate for us to see. That was it. Okay, rocky ground. The Bible says, it sprang up. That person was coming to church. Hey. Sprang up quick. In fact, it was the first to spring up. See, so maybe he was the first to believe in the church. (laughs) But it says, because it didn't have roots or depth of soil, it couldn't gain roots. Now, have you realized why the word of God will say, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk in him, rooted. Rooted. So it didn't have much earth. There wasn't any earth to gain roots in. And the Bible says, the sun was too scorching for the plant. So it withered and died. Please, that kind of seed, did it go to heaven? No. Don't argue. Listen. That thing is dead. It's withered and gone. So you won't even find it anywhere. It's gone. It became mulch for other seeds. Number three, the third heart. The third heart grew. It was growing. But there were thorns. There were thorns. That also grew with it. You see, those things represent 
things in your life that you have to allow God's word to remove. If you keep them, they will choke you. They will choke you. So the Bible says, the thorns grew together with the plant. And when the plant was supposed to grow out and bear fruit, the thorns choked it. 10 years, 20 years, no fruit. You say, oh, but pastor, maybe that heart is has tried. Well, one day, there will be there. somebody will just step on it and that will be it. Then the fourth heart, the Bible says, that heart is the good heart, which receives the word, understands it, and bears fruit. 30, 60, 100. That is supposed to be the kind of believers. At least everybody is bearing fruit. But some are bearing 30. Some are bearing 60. Some are bearing 100. But everybody is bearing fruit. So if you are not growing, if you are not being pruned, so you can bear fruit, we can't tell for you. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6 to 10. I said you are God's building, you are God's field, and you are what? God's seed. Amen. What do you have to do to see it? Rhoda, what do you have to do to see it? You water them. But you have to plant them first. Right? And then you have to water them. And when they sprout, you still have to keep watering. You see? Till they are ready to be transplanted. Even after they are transplanted, you still have to keep watering. A. Till they grow. Okay. Verse 6. One to go. I have planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. So it is God who will give the increase, but there must be a planting. That is salvation. You are planted into the kingdom. And there must be what? A what? Train. That is what will cause you to sprout. That is what will cause you to grow. And have you realized that you might never stop watering till you have finished harvesting? You might have to keep watering. Watering. Making sure that there is a constant water supply. Are you seeing it? Verse 7. So then, neither is he that planted anything Neither he that watereth, but God that gives the increase. Verse 8. Now, he that plants and he that watereth. Is he plant and watering? They are always going together. What will happen when you plant seeds and you never water them? They will die. Will those seeds go to heaven? No. They will die. You see, there's no need to argue about it. They will die. Now, he that planted and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Look at verse 9. One to go. For we are laborers together with God. And then he says, you are God's husbandry or field. And then he says what? You are God's building. Is it connecting to, I will build my church? So all this while, God's primary aim for your life is to build you up, to build you, to build you, to build you. What will build you up? What will build you up? He says, you are God's husbandry. Nobody transplants seeds to just watch them as flowers. No. You have to water them. They have to grow. They have to bear fruit, right? If they are tomato, it's tomato you are nursing and you transplanted. You have to be pruning. You have to be doing a lot of things. You have to be removing things so that they grow. Is it not true? You see, you must do a lot of things to get one fruit. And when you have gotten one fruit, that is the basic standard. Because you are supposed to get 30 and 60 and hundred. Amen. You see, this is why we do all we do. This is why I always tell you that coming to church on Sunday is not enough. Maybe you think it's enough. It's good, but it will not facilitate your build-up process the way it should go. Okay, let me ask you this question. How many of you go for 
a particular lecture, the whole semester you chose to go once and you, you get A in that paper. Let me see your hands. The whole semester. He said, no, me, I will just go once. The first day when he comes to talk about the course synopsis, I'm done. I won't come again. And you got A. Midwifery. You went once. And then you know everything about how to be a midwife. You just went once. They wrote it even on their board. You didn't do any practical. You are done. You see, you won't do that to your lectures. You won't do that to your lectures, right? You see, some of you, you go for the lectures. Even before the lecturer comes, you are there. When the lecturer closes, you are there. You are talking to people, trying to compare notes. When you finish, you go and institute group study, six hours. 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. You see, why do you want to do all of those? So that you can get a firm hold of the subject. Isn't that true? Why don't you want to apply the same principle to your Christian life? Some of you, you are able to attend early morning lectures. But you say, Pastor, I can't come for early morning devotion. No, me, I can't wake up early. But you are able to wake up early to go for early morning lectures. You see, you are neglecting your spiritual growth. Tell your neighbor, don't neglect your spiritual growth. From now onwards, pay attention to your spiritual growth. Amen. That is why we say we are praying every day. That is why we say we are praying every day, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. How many of you, you have not been joining our prayers, but every day of your life, you pray one hour, two hours. Let me see your hand. You see, if we leave you, you won't pray. So we are workers together with God. That's what Paul said. So we have to institute some things to help you to grow. Oh, that is why when a farmer enters his field, eh, and he realizes that, hey, some section of plants, they look starved with water. Immediately, he wants to water them. See, the only challenge is that the plants, they are not like men. <laughs> if they were like men, maybe they would have dodged like the way a lot of men dodge. <laughs> so they would still be there and then they water them. And you see that they are growing. They are doing well. Right? That is why we say, read a certain chapter of the Bible every day. At least two chapters every day. Don't say, hey, these people, they like ambitious things. Though. They want to read the whole Bible. Why? Am I a pope? Am I reading religions? No, 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 no. We want you to grow. Amen. Listen, if you don't do these things, eh, it will be difficult for you to grow. I didn't say it's impossible, but it will be difficult. How many of you agree with me? That if you don't pray at least 30 minutes to one hour every day, read your Bible every day, it will be difficult to grow. Let me see your hand. Oh, so you know. Then there must be a change. Do you think there must be a change? Yes. There must be a big change. How do you say Pastor, I mean, I don't know how to do prayers on phone. No. But you know how to do conference call on phone. It's not the same words you are using. Some of you can even do group studies on phone. I'm lying, eh? I'm not lying. If you can do group studies on phone, we can pray on phone. And you have to be praying. I said, come for midweek. I said, Pastor, I mean, my lecture close at 7.30. I've heard. So we have instituted another service for all those whose lectures close at 7.30. Say so me, Pastor. Prayer day, I know we go for prayer meeting in person. This phone prayer thing, I don't feel the prayer. Well, you didn't pray too. As you didn't come, you didn't pray on your own. No. You see. And listen, you have to give attention to your spiritual growth. Sometimes, I didn't say always, sometimes. Everybody say sometimes. You have to make some sacrifices so that you can grow. Amen. Amen. Like somebody who say, Pastor, me, I don't sleep early. I've heard that thing pa, on campus. I don't know what you would do, but that's okay. Yes, I agree. You don't sleep early, okay? So you're not able to wake up early to pray. But 
Every day you are not able to wake up early to pray. Is it helping you to grow? So we have to change something. Hey. How many of you get my point? You agree with me? So you see, when you keep putting impediments and excuses your way, eh, it will be so difficult to grow. You need to grow. Say, I need to grow. In every which way, I must grow. No excuses. Shout it. No excuses. Amen. Please, if you are even learning a true archaeological plane flying course, if you have time to breathe, you can have time to pray. If you have time to eat, you can have time to pray. If you have time to bath, you can have time to pray. If you have time to pick a phone, you can have time to pray. You are deceiving yourself. You, the course you are doing is the first time we are running to Olegon campus. You are the pilot. Your course is too... Hey, my friend, don't you sleep. You cut 30 minutes of your sleep time every day. You can pray. No excuses. No excuses. You must be watered, not just planted, my dear. You must be watered. You must be cared for and pruned so you can bear fruit. You must be built onto completion, not just founded. How many of you had a friend who said, oh, I built my house. He said, oh, let's go and watch. When you went, it was just the foundation and you were able to stay inside. Let me see your hands. You stayed, you cooked, you did everything, then you slept. It was just foundation. Let me see your hands. You have someone who said, I built my house. Oh, eh? want to go and see. When you went, it was just foundation. So, being saved is the foundation, but it doesn't end there. I hope you are getting it. You must grow, my dear friends. Remember last semester I told you, Romans 8, 29. God's original plan for you is to be conformed to the image of his son. That's his idea. You shouldn't fall short of that. Don't settle for less. Tell your neighbor, don't settle for less. There is more for you in Christ. Don't create excuses. No, say that one too. Don't create excuses. Some of the excuses, we create them. Somebody will say, Pastor, there's noise in my room, so I can't pray. Ah! But when there's noise in your room and you want to read, do you stay there? What do you do? You get to the study room, or at least you get out of the room. Is it not true? Sometimes you're even talking to somebody on phone, but there's noise in your room. What do you do? You get out of the room. Pastor, there's noise in my room, oh. I want to pray the Zoom prayer, but there's too much noise in my room. So hold it. What do you do? What should you do? Get out of your room. Don't you see people praying around, around on fields? You don't see them. Maybe you don't pray that kind of prayer somewhere. Like, hey, these people too. I've come to school to learn. Every day you are standing under a tree praying. Well, maybe he's just praying for just 30 minutes, one hour. So you see, you want to pray. Your roommates are really making noise. You get out of your room. Hey. And then you get out, maybe to some balcony, somewhere. So you can pray because you want to pray. But you create the excuse. Some of you, you are able to eat and still make a call. Let me see your hands. You have done something. Pastor, me, I was eating. We were cooking in the kitchen. Some of you, you are in the kitchen. You are able to listen to things. Either TV is on. You see, even TV is more difficult to be able to watch and still cook. But you are able to do. <laughs> You just want the TV to be in the background. Oh, let's pray. Pastor, I was in the kitchen. You see, you created the excuse. You created it. You must do everything to pray. You must do everything to read God's word. Say, Pastor, me, I don't have time to read the Bible. Okay, today when we close, I'll give you the audio Bible. You listen to it. At least whilst you are walking, it's playing. You are not reading. The thing is just playing in your ear. See, 
How many of you have recorded your lecturer before? You have. Why do you record your lecturer? Because sometimes you want to hear some things again. That means the word of God too can, is not the same ears. Or the word of God ears is different. Tell your neighbor it's time to grow. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. I want you to see God's idea about you and where God wants you to go. Amen. Let's read it together. I want to go. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? Verse number 12. For the perfecting of the saints. How many of you are saints here? Let me see your hand. Saints. A saint is a believer. <laughs> it's not the one they go and call from the cemetery. So if you're a believer, you're a saint. How many of you are saints? Let me see your hands. Some people, they think saint means somebody who's very holy. Me, I'm not holy like that. <laughs> if you're a believer, you're a saint. Let me see your hands. How many of you are saints? Wonderful. He says, the saints should be what? Perfected. That's the reason for pastors. So that you'll be perfected. Okay? Continue. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. Did you see we all? Did you see we all? And of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's we all again. Unto a perfect man. That is we all again. The last part. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow. That is where God wants to take you. Amazing. Have you realized that there's no more time to waste at the fringes and to say, oh, Pastor, me, I'm saved. I just want to be cool and come to the church. No, 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 no. God wants you to get to this place of the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Very long sentence. Amen. So, it's time to move beyond salvation. Salvation contentment. So you can grow. Look at verse 14 and 15. That we henceforth be no more children. You see, the children are those who never grew. Tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Do you know what he's saying? If you remain as a child and you do not allow God to build you up, one of these days, somebody will just confuse you, deceive you, and take you out of the kingdom. He will just tell you some funny philosophies and connections and tell you things and things and things. Oh, Paul, the Christianity I'm in. One of these I saw on somebody's status. They said he's a merciful God and yet children are dying. I said, this guy is funny. You see, but you see, it sounds like a logical statement, right? If God is all powerful, why can't he save the missing tardy girls? Why, God, can't he produce them to come? God is powerful. They said he's a powerful God. Why can't he produce them? And it will make sense to you. Go like, it's true. Because I have to watch my life very well. Because this God, the tardy girls, he still couldn't produce them. It sounds funny, but it will come in other forms. Maybe you cry, you think some issue you prayed about, God didn't answer you. The devil let you know that this God, he doesn't really love you. He doesn't really love you. You see? If you don't grow, if you are not built up, if you are not established, these deceptions will get you so easily. Tell your neighbor it's time to grow. Okay, verse 15. One to go. Let's shout it. But speaking the truth in love, that is what I'm doing to you today, who may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now, have you seen that he says we will grow up in him? Then he said in what? 
all things. So growing up in Jesus, you don't pick and choose. You don't say, me, I like the holiness of Jesus. Me, I like the righteousness of Jesus. I don't like his miracles. No, the miracles too are for you. Amen. The preaching too is for you. Hey, say preaching or preaching. And also you're there. Amen. Today when we close, I'll give everybody a number of flies. One soul, one week. You invite three people so that you can retain one. Or five people so you can retain one. If you're able to do that this week, this month has five Sundays. By the fifth Sunday, you would have won five souls. When was the last time you won five souls in a month in your life? Hey, that's also part of the things we have to grow, you know. Did Jesus win souls? Are we supposed to grow up in him in all things, including soul winning? Amen. Let me just give you three points and then we close. How should we grow or in what should we grow? Number one, we must grow in the grace and experiential knowledge of Jesus. We must what? Grow in the grace and the experiential knowledge of Jesus. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. First Peter 3, 18, you can write it down. Second Timothy 2, verse 1, it says, My son, be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus. What is the grace? Well, the grace is talking about everything Jesus has done for you. So, how do you get strong in there? You have to allow God's word which talks about what Jesus has done for you to fill you. Acts chapter 20 verse 32, he says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, he says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. You see the grace, the grace. So you must know all these things. They must be so strong in you so you can grow in them. Hearing them once is not enough. Second Corinthians 5.21 He says, For God has made him sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see, I'm just quoting this verse. When I see the verse, then I'm just quoting to you. If you don't take the verse in, 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 you won't even memorize them. It's so difficult. You see, So that's the first thing. You have to grow in the grace and the experiential knowledge of Jesus. Number two, you must build yourself in faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, build yourself in faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's say it for the last time. Build yourself in faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody say, ah, but pastor, praying in the Holy Ghost to... Hey, if you do not pray in the Holy Ghost, you will not facilitate your growth as it should. That's why some of you, it seems, have been chasing you to speak in tongues. I know why. To be honest, I don't need anything from you. <laughs> I want to give you everything God wants you to have. I want you to feel like, no, I really want you to have everything God wants you to have. Amen. So, why will I chase you with tongues? If you speak in tongues, how will it benefit me? You are the one speaking in tongues. How does it benefit, Pastor? It benefits you. It benefits you. And if you are not speaking in tongues, you must rise up and say, Lord, so I must grow in speaking in tongues too. Yes, then I want it. I'm coming for it. I hope you are getting it. That's supposed to be your attitude. Let me just rattle those verses to you. Jude, verse 19. It's just one chapter. That's why it's verse 19. Verse 19 and 20. Verse 20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourself. Everybody say, building up yourself. Who is doing the building? Uh Aha, so this is your part to play. 
Jesus is building you up, but there's a part for you to play. He says, building up yourself on your most holy faith, doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Wow. So how do you build up yourself? By praying in tongues. By praying in tongues. If you do not speak in tongues, it is something to look for because it's an important ingredient for your growth. Amen. Don't say, me, if it will come, it will come. Yes, I understand all of that, but I want you to now approach it that, hey, this thing is something I need to help me to grow. I need to speak in tongues to grow. Then I want to go for it. I hope it's clear. Amen. Another verse, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. The Bible says, he that speaks in tongues edifies himself. The Amplifier says, he builds himself up into an edifice. Wow. You know an edifice? Last semester I mentioned to you an edifice. A monumental house. Very big one. See, a nice edifice. He says, when you are praying in tongues, you are building yourself up to be a big edifice. Hallelujah. Is that not something to want? Don't you want your life to be built up to be big and beautiful? The last thing. Number three. You must grow in every gift God has given you. Amen. The gift of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith, every spiritual gift God has placed in you, you must grow in it. You must grow in it. You must grow in it. Somebody tell you, Pastor, me, my gift is prophecy. Because the person has prophesied before, right? But the person doesn't remember the last time he prophesied, since the first time. That means you are not growing in that gift. Say, Pastor, when I was in high school, I used to win souls. So when you came to the university, how many souls have you won? So every gift God has given you, you must be growing in it. Philemon, verse 6. Philemon 2 is one chapter. He said, you would acknowledge every good thing that God has given you in Christ Jesus. You will make your life effective. Amen. If you want your life to be effective, every gift God has given you, you have to acknowledge it and grow it. And 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 and 15, he said... Meditate on these things, right? Remember? Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting will appear unto all men. Amen. How many of you are challenged this morning to want to grow? Let me see your hands. You are challenged this morning to want to grow. I just want you to pray briefly. Time is gone. And ask the Father to grant you grace and fresh zeal to grow. Now you have seen many things in your life which... It's not helping you to go. Say, Lord, from now on, I've repented from all these things. I'm a changed person. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm giving myself to your word. I'm giving myself to prayer. Just lift up your voice and pray. Pray passionately about this. Talk to God. Say, Father, I've known that your will for me is growth. You want me to grow, Lord. So I receive your grace to grow. I receive your grace to feed on your word. I receive your grace to pray. I receive your grace to meditate on your word. I receive your grace to stay in your presence. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Thank you for tuning in to the Metamorpho Podcast with Pastor Abraham Asidu. This podcast was brought to you by Life City Campus Church, University of Ghana. Join us every week on Monday. Wednesday and Friday as we bring you spirit-filled messages that will transform your life and make you whole. You can listen to the Metamorpho podcast on Spotify podcast, Amazon Music, Apple podcast, AudioMac, Google podcast, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Be part of our in-person services Thursday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 12 p.m. at the Lagan Hall Chapel, University of Ghana. God bless you.